Hello and welcome to the Mirror Game Walkthrough, the the weekly news show where we discuss the weekly topics from the gaming world. I'm delighted to be joined today by Aaron uh, and Scott. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got a great show today. Uh, Activision uh, are completely and utterly part of Microsoft. After Microsoft bought them for $69 billion, that's billion, we'll also be talking about Super Mario Bros. Wonder reviews as well because they are in. But first, here's the trailer. Are you prepared to go public with your KD online or? No. Everyone thinks he or she is the best football expert on the planet. You see it in the back page, there's a mirror, you know, deal agreed. I think the most important thing is just to have fun. What? Three pens? No, what button is it? Well, hello. We're ready to come for the W, yeah? Ooh, 12. Ooh, here we go. If you can master second man press, you will defend 10 times better. Today, I'm going to be reviewing the PSVR 2 headset. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough Podcast. And uh, I said before, but joining me today are, is Aaron Potter. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us today. You all right? Yeah, thank you very much for having me. We discussed this uh, at the beginning of the, the podcast or prior to the pod, but I'm, I'm a little bit all over the place in my head, bit of a headache coming on, but hey, I'm sure some Xbox bashing will will cure everything. Don't worry about that. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Scott, thank you so much for joining us as well. Uh, you all right? Wahoo. Yippee. That's <laughs> uh, me. <laughs> we will be getting on to that very shortly because uh, Scott reviewed uh, the new Super Mario Bros. Wonder game for us on Mirror Gamers. We'll get on to that in a bit. We've already got a comment. Adam L. Hello, my favorite gaming podcast on the YouTubes. Hi, Adam. Thank you so much for watching. And thank you so much for watching everyone on YouTube and uh, Facebook as well. We'll be live on both platforms. Uh, but let's go into our first topic. Call of Duty, Crash Bandicoot, StarCraft, Hearthstone, Guitar Hero, True Crime, 3D Ultra Pinball, Spyro the Dragon, <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, World of Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, and Candy Crush Saga. These are some of the games that are now under Microsoft's portfolio after they completed the $69 billion billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard. After two years, after initially agreeing to the deal, it's finally completed. Uh, just to put this into perspective, Microsoft's previous biggest acquisition was LinkedIn uh, uh, for $26 billion in 2016. Uh, Disney Film, uh, Disney, sorry, bought Lucasfilm and the entire Star Wars series for $4 billion. $69 billion is a big number. <laughs> a very big number. Some might say a rip-off. But ayo, it's it's done. And can I? I yes. never knew Microsoft owned LinkedIn before. That's probably really bad. But really? like, I, no, I never knew that. There you go. Now you do. Now you do. Yeah. Uh, so they agreed to buy Activision back in January 22, but it's faced a number of regulatory and legal setbacks with the US's FTC trying to block it, only for the tech giant to eventually triumph in its legal battle and then the FTC's appeal failed. The only thing left standing in its way was the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, with the regulatory body initially blocking the deal after holding concerns about Microsoft potentially monopolizing the cloud gaming market. However, the Xbox giant submitted a new deal to address these concerns in which it agreed to transfer cloud gaming rights in the EU to games publisher Ubisoft. This finally close the deal uh aaron scott reactions please what just general top line reactions aaron what what, what are you saying 
I it's been I feel like you know that Frodo meme where he's just like you know more doors behind him and he's like it is done like Mount Doom it is done yeah but then we we thought we think it's going to be the end but I really think it's only the beginning somehow like it's going to be you know like you said at the top of the show they own all these franchises at the moment I'm sure Phil Spencer is going to want to do some things with them uh how close in the near future that's going to be still remains to be seen um i think it's very interesting that the, the the way they were able to get this over the line like the way that cma were the cma were able to keep, kind of like keep their head hold, held high is by forcing microsoft to go through ubisoft in order to distribute these activision games let me just say that sentence again in order to distribute activision games in the eu and uk microsoft who now owns activision is having to use Ubisoft to distribute them. Like that's how like we're going three levels deep just so Microsoft can get its own way. That's how business works, apparently. Um, we all knew that this was going to be the eventual reality. I'm on record as saying that I'm not a big fan of consolidation and this in general. I don't need to go through all the reasons why again, but those reasons still remain. Having said that, I'm happy that Scott is probably going to get Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and 4 remastered. Um, I'm happy that Guitar Hero might come back. So you've got to take the little ones. Yeah. That's what it's all about. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the camp of I don't like consolidation either. I don't like monopolization. Thankfully, in terms of Microsoft ones, it's never been someone I actually really cared about. Like, I don't like Bethesda that much. I don't like much Activision games. And the ones I do, just to go through this list again, um, Crash Bandicoot may as well be kind of dead. Uh, Guitar Hero, dead in the ground. True Crime, put there as a joke. Uh, Spire of the Dragon, dead in the ground. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, dead in the ground. Starcraft, dead in the ground. Like, yeah, they've got a lot of work to do to kind of build on the kind of potential here and it's 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 a weird one because obviously the activision buyout happened after everything about you know the kind of internal company dynamics that activision came out so i'm in a weird place of like hopefully this is a good move hopefully something like this does something about that kind of aspect of it hopefully this means that activision's portfolio is put to good use but at the same time obviously it's like it's a bad precedent but then again will they even try to get something this big done again you know yeah it's, how do you move on from this how do you even get like with all the pushback they got on this i don't see them trying to kind of take over anyone yeah. at least in the near future anyway yeah. Let me just say hello to Jadid Sidwright, who's in the chat, a uh, long-time friend of the channel. Thank you so much for watching. Also, Yanto3000 is in the chat. Uh, I know you're in, you're in our Call of Duty stream, Yanto, so thank you so much for getting involved in the uh, the meal deal chat, if I remember correctly. So, uh, Yanto, I had a chicken and stuffing sandwich for my uh, meal deal today. Wait, where was Although, that from? Was that, was that co-op Tesco? Or... That, so, I got that from White Rose. No, purely because I had, to, I had to go there. I actually didn't get the meal deal because it was too expensive. Five pounds for a meal deal. It was going into a, another dimension. Going into living. I'm used was, to like Tesco, Asda, Aldi sort of. It was uh, probably price. like eight quid for the sandwich alone. What do you mean five pounds? Three pounds sixty-five for the sandwich. I know, ridiculous. I didn't go there. On, I, I didn't seek it out. I had to go there to pick up something else. Right. So just okay. Uh, it was a necessity it, it was necessity uh but yeah thanks yanto for for coming into the stream today uh let me just go through because there is so many stories within this one big story i want to talk about the ubisoft stuff because that is just like 
let's just explain that in a little bit more detail. So as part of the acquisition, Activision's global cloud gaming rights, excluding the EEA, which is the uh, European e Economic Area, for all current and future Activision PC and console games released during the next 15 years, will be divested to Ubisoft Entertainment SA. Uh, so what this means is that Ubisoft will compensate Microsoft for the cloud gaming rights to Activision's games through a one-off payment. But then Ubisoft have the right to license out the cloud gaming rights to Activision's games under any business model, including to Microsoft itself. So Microsoft will have to pay Ubisoft to get the game, to get Activision games on cloud streaming services, even though Microsoft owns Activision Blizzard. Well, yeah, you've got to pay someone to like they're a distributor ultimately, right? So it's yeah. like it's it's a technicality, is a is a built-in loophole, uh, yeah, built into this acquisition. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's either this or nothing. I don't yeah. know how much these contracts are, but I guess guess what? I, I bet Ubisoft's happy about it. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, we have to do literally nothing other than like stamp our name and maybe yeah. dot some I's and cross the T's. And we know that Microsoft's going to want to push these games anywhere they can. Yeah, we'll do that <laughs> if you want. Because um, my first thought after seeing this was like, well, surely we'll have to see how it shakes out in the, in the long run. But let's say when Xbox wants to put Call of Duty on Game Pass, when it wants to put all the, the classic like Call of Duty campaigns on Game Pass in the near future, specifically in the UK, are we going to get a Ubisoft uh, logo flash up on the Xbox Game Pass for one? Not that it matters too much. Well, they'll have to get their permission, won't they? Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. And also, also, I want to know if this means that they're going to be included in in Uplay as opposed to like Xbox Game Pass straight as well, specifically when it comes to cloud streaming, I guess. Ubisoft Plus, Activision games will go on yeah. Ubisoft Plus, which is their streaming service, yeah. This is where it's, this is what I was referencing earlier. This is where it starts getting like really messy and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. fortunately, I don't know anyone that primarily plays games cloud-based anyway. And this is all one big major bet in the future Not that Microsoft yet. is ranking. Well, Not this yet. is it. But internet speeds aren't like we're in the business. Like we cover games for a living. And without naming any names or whatever, me, internet speed isn't like, you know, a massive priority. Uh for, you know, it, it probably should be, but I don't play competitive games. But mm. um, so yeah, for now, like they're like like you said, it's a 10 year plan, uh 15 years. Up, 15 years, yeah. So um, yeah, let's see where it goes. I mean, so much can change in that time like will consoles even exist like it yeah. might just be apps put into tvs and stuff yeah absolutely yeah. uh got a few more comments uh jd incinerate says much rather a chicken and stuff in sandwich than a chicken and stuff in pucker pie well yeah obviously um, are pucker pies that good they're not are they uh no i think they're i think they're, they're right? pretty sort of bang average pies they're better than free mentos which is oh, not yeah. a pie i would say Ugh. yeah i mean when i used to go to the football like the pies there are just you know they're top notch they're not pucker pies they're proper like local you know like local food companies they're really nice yeah. uh adam l we need aaron and scott's favorite meal deal so we can relentlessly judge him is that are you judging me or are you judging scott or aaron uh i feel like scott will have a good choice but aaron strikes me as a Branston enjoyer <laughs> this is what threw me off last time like what's the matter with like a Branston pickle uh, and then, be on, my... go before on. we go to your favorite meal deals uh yanto uh says i managed to get a key and got the beta early so thanks a lot you're very welcome yanto really appreciate you tuning into the stream and uh you're absolutely welcome for that beta code uh okay aaron favorite meal deal come on hit us 
Right. Well, I do like a cheese and pickle or a plowman's. I will say to shake up every now and then. <laughs> got it spot on. But you should, no, 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 no. Because my preference would be a BLT. So yeah. you get a BLT, then you get like a Pepsi Max cherry, right? Then the snack is where it gets interesting. Because yes. sometimes if there's a two pack of pork pies, I'll go for that. Like, and then already you're saving like two pounds in savings. You scan this thing into the self service till it's coming up seven fifty. Before you know it, it's dropping to like three. 75 so you're saving money other yeah. than that i might go for like a malt loaf uh, as a side or against her sausage roll if the meal is particularly generous as very the nice. cult around the corner for me is so very yeah nice. blt very nice uh, before we go on to you scott adam l i'm telling you i am a god at predicting people's meal deals okay adam what's scott's meal deal come on give give us give us scott's meal deal and then we can go uh we can go into that well, he's already said that scott has a quote-unquote good choice but we don't yeah. know what what's classified don't know what that means exactly so adam come on come come to us uh got a few more comments <laughs> jd i prefer fry bentos to pukas i mean <laughs> what I, t- I don't know what to say to that i mean uh it depends what sort of meat you're getting in there i suppose uh, I I get that fry bentos pies aren't really pies, just saucy meat with crispy pastry on top. Isn't that what a pie is? Um, no, there's no like sort of like a pie is like encased in pastry. Oh, it's, it's got, not got a to it. Oh, no, fry okay. bentos is like tin and then oh, soggy pastry on the top. That's, oh. that's Bell's Bell Scotch pies are the best pie. That's there. You go. Other pies are available. Um, <laughs> Connor Probably says, "Got to get." Got to get the most expensive ones to get the most out of it. That is the key, isn't it? That is the yeah. key. You've got to get the most expensive drink, the most expensive snack, and kind of make them into one. And then it, it's that money off at the checkout. It's just like, oh, it feels so good. Uh, did you guys get the same moment I do where you're scanning, 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 and the price hasn't dipped yet? But then you go to checkout, and then it all comes off, and you're like, oh, yeah. 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 Or as, these as someone who worked in the co op, that was a common thing like my deal hasn't come off and like you have to the <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, common yeah, yeah. That I'm like, <laughs> these uh, days as well you probably have to scan like a nectar card or a club card right to get the deal oh, uh, oh, I hate co-ops, like Another it's thing. like free it's like four pound in the co-op but if you scan your club card or whatever it is in the co-op free 50 like yeah i know i know uh okay adam says <laughs> scott is either a prawn mayo enjoyer but if that's wrong he's clearly a chicken and bacon lad he probably also likes a pepsi max cherry and sensations crisps that's so specific <laughs> right can, right scott uh, rev- let, come on. let come on reveal yourself well, i hate yeah. to say it but adam is completely wrong um so the best meal deal is asta's meal deal because you don't need to get all free you can get yeah. like free drinks in the free meal for deal, two. and that's yeah. amazing you get free snacks in the meal deal that's amazing my problem with most meal deals is they always pile up with like something that you don't like like it's either like mayonnaise or like mm. I don't know, something gross that they put in it and there's never like a full meal deal sandwich where I'm like, yes, this is perfect. The co-op are the worst for it. They always put something on there I don't want. If I'm forced to, it's either aye, a chicken and bacon or like a, actually a BLT is probably number one. I get a wee, it depends how I'm feeling it. Maybe a wee pack of salt and vinegar crisps. Maybe a wee Marvelous Creations dairy milk bar. And then <laughs> you go on and you get the big red bull that's like £2.50 because oh, you've made your money back. 473 mil can of Red Bull. This man ne- knocks them back like there's no tomorrow, honestly. Yeah. What are them silver bottles? And they're like, um, they're sort of fizzy, 
like a blackcurrant drink, and they're they're normally Ooh. like three pound on their own, but you get them as part of the meal deal. I, I can visualize them, but I can't. There's, I don't know. There's what the speaking of expensive expensive items, and I know this is a video game podcast, but there are some meal deals out there. I can't remember who does it. Where like a Ginster's pasty is a snack, and I'm like, this feels illegal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, this is yeah. too much pastry for one meal deal but absolutely absolutely well yeah this is a video game podcast but uh i, I just loved loved hearing <laughs> about your as well sorry just oh, get my okay. yeah. okay. it's small it's not actually that much but sometimes you're like that's, that's what you need you know? just that's enough yeah need. just enough to uh to serene malt loaf yeah so uh, anyone in the chat if you want to put your favorite meal deals we can uh we could roast them or not uh, let us know what your favorite meal deals are. Do you want to run a poll for like who's got the best meal deal tastes? Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. on, Start a poll. Who has? But yeah, uh, again, my, my my ideal meal deal is the Asda one because I don't need to bother with like the sandwich. I can just get like two snacks and I drink and then go get something that's actually good. Food, I, you know? I, I do feel bad uh, about people that like don't like mayo because they do put it in everything, but yeah. and then all they're left with is like just ham. You know, as a sandwich. In the co-op, it's like two quid, three quid for like a, just a piece of cheese. Like mm. literally bread with cheese with in it. No, no and butter. You're and you're charging like three quid. You know, like... Yeah, yeah. Just to clarify, so just to clarify, my meal deal is a chicken and stuffing sandwich with prawn po- cocktail crisps uh, and a 7-Up. Just to cool. clarify that. So the poll is in. Vote to your heart's content, and we'll we'll look at that uh, a bit later on. Uh, Adam L says, <laughs> "Matt is a just ham enjoyer." That's very true, very true. Uh, <laughs> He's not we... into the. Oh, I tell you what, Yanto's got a point. Co-op do have their all over hot dogs and a Costa coffee. That is a strong movie. <laughs> okay, Yanto, you have you have upped you have upped the co-op game. Here. That may it's be because... my answer now, honestly. But... <laughs> it's because of Yanto we're in this mess. He's come in and he's just thrown a meal deal grenade right. into the conversation. So JD says, I did try blood orange thatches thanks to Ara's influence, and it's quite nice. Mother absolutely loves it. There you go. There you there go. You go. You've converted two people in the, the JD incinerator family. There you okay, go. Just just before we go, before we get back <laughs> yeah. into topic, the real best meal deal. Oh, and it's gonna be controversial. It's Subway. That's the best no. meal deal. No, Subway's gone down. You can't call that a meal deal. You can't. A spicy Italian. You're five pounds for a tuna mayo six inch, Scott. Are you smoking something? A tuna mayo. I love a tuna. (laughs) Tuna (laughs) mayo with cucumber. Not never sweet corn. There, I said my piece. In the bin. In the bin. (laughs) Going from from meal deals to the Microsoft deal. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I really did like Sarah Cardell's uh, comments. She's the chief executive of the CMA. Uh, so she could not hide her frustration uh, with this uh, comment when the deal went through. Businesses and their advisors should be in no doubt that the tactics employed by Microsoft are no way to engage with the CMA. Microsoft had the chance to restructure during our initial investigation, but instead continued to insist on a package of measures that we told them simply wouldn't work. Dragging out proceedings in this way only wastes time and money. Um, fair play to her for coming out and saying that, because because we we all thought that, didn't we? That Microsoft would just be like, "Oh, this is what we want to do," and then everyone else will roll over. And the CMI actually, and the FTC to a certain extent as well, have uh, have really tried to put their foot down. And um, I mean, yeah, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Nathan. Like, um, 
Jasmine's in the chat. She doesn't know what she's what conversation she's just missed. You'll have to hit, hit that up on the recap. Oh, yeah, Jasmine, what's your favorite? Start, yeah. yeah, what's your favorite meal deal, Jasmine? <laughs> Put that in the chat, and we'll uh, we'll debate that in a bit. We'll rate it. Matt's is just yeah. ham apparently. Um, but no, with this CMA, like, yeah, good honor for like, because mm. I don't know why Microsoft. It's it's clear why Microsoft would have wanted to make this pain, as painful as possible for the CMA, because obviously they're they're the one resistor, but. I, I like this just goes to prove my point that Microsoft is just trying to strong arm itself into things that it hasn't really got the right to do. And it's making difficult and other difficult for other parties with the FTC. Obviously they did, they did try and resist as well. Microsoft won its case because I don't know what lawyers the FTC imposed to try and argue on behalf of, you know, the general public essentially. But I do think it's worth mentioning that uh, the FTC is waiting on a decision for their that court decision to be appealed in December. Yes. But, and obviously that'd be so embarrassing if it did get overturned. It's very unlikely that it will. But anything could happen because, like we said, that is very unlikely that CMA would resist and like look what's happened. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all gone through for all intents and purposes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just want to talk about what this means for gamers as well. Uh, so uh, Microsoft and Sony have a 10-year deal to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. So that will uh, that will be on uh, until at least 2033. Um, they also have a 10-year deal in place for Nintendo to bring Call of Duty releases to the company's platforms, including potentially the Switch 2. Uh, recently, Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer has promised Call of Duty parity on consoles in terms of content, as opposed to technical restrictions such as memory and resolution. Uh, more importantly, he reinforced the sentiment that Microsoft has no goal of somehow using Call of Duty to get you to buy an Xbox console. Um, what is the point of buying Activision Blizzard if you're not going to use it to get people to buy your consoles? Am I, am I missing something? Ting. Everyone's been focused on Call of Duty. Everyone's been focused on cloud streaming. How much money do you think Candy Crush makes in like a day? Just from like someone's grand paying like two thousand grand a day, you know, like like that's it's weird yeah. how much King has just snuck under the radar for them because that is huge. That is probably the biggest part they have now, you know. Yeah. Um, we're guilty of doing underplaying it too because we always say Activision Blizzard, but the full title is Activision Blizzard King. Yeah. It's just that oh, none yeah. of us really play mobile games, and that Candy Crush saga continues to kill. But yeah, there's you know. um. I, can't, I cannot remember for the life of me where I read this, so I don't know if it was like official or if it was just like hearsay. But I'd heard that apparently for PlayStation, the deal was either you get 10 years of Call of Duty or it's like five or eight years of everything. And they went, you know, with the Call of Duty, so like Crash Bandicoot <laughs> or anything like that. It's like, and I get that because, like I said, half of these series are like dead, you know? But yeah. like, what happens when there's like Diablo 5 or. Starcraft free, free four, Overwatch free. Yeah, I'm just oh, I'm just reading about King. Uh, so uh, in-game net bookings uh, for King increased 11% year over year. This is the 2023 financial results driven by the Candy Candy Crush franchise. Um, uh, Candy Crush was the top-grossing game franchise in the U.S. app stores for the 23rd quarter in a row. Mm. So that doesn't tell you something. Then, yeah, King King is the. Do you agree with that, Aaron? King King is the, I the mean, biggest thing. 
King is probably the thing that overturns the most profit and reaches king the most king. players. King is king. Literally, there, there's the headline. Print it, send it out, done. But um, I just want to talk about the the other side of Phil's comments in the fact that you can't trust Phil as far as he can as you can throw him, to be honest. And I'd say that to him. Um, if I was ever to like be right behind you, you were within a couple of meters of him. I was. It was like a social event thing, and like I, you know, I don't really want to like rake him over the coals when he's there in front of all of his friends. His friends, which might soon be leaving, if Pete Hines is uh, you know, the the canary in the coal mine, um, because Pete Hines cashing out. Okay, we, that's the bit we haven't talked. Pete, Pete Hines, the he's not the CEO because that's Todd Howard of Bethesda, but he was like he's basically VP. And I thought it was very telling and very funny that the day after the deal had gone through, he was like, "Peace out, I'm gone." And yeah. I was like, "Okay, so your staying wasn't part of the conditions then." And mm. uh, but like I said to Scott and elsewhere, like if I made Starfield, I'd think about retiring as well. I'd think about calling it a day. Um, a little dig in there, but wow. no. Um, Basically, he says that he's going to keep Call of Duty parity with PlayStation, and he'd be silly not to do so because PlayStation is where Call of Duty sells most on console. Uh, it's part of the reason why, following the 360 generation, Activision, when it was still independent, chose to side with PlayStation following its longest-standing relationship with the 360 because that's what was engaging with the most players. That's part of the reason why the Modern Warfare 3 beta was exclusive on PlayStation, but that is likely the last we'll ever see of that Call of Duty PlayStation partnership we've had since the the PlayStation 4 days. Um, Having said that, though, after 10 years, if I was Phil Spencer, I'd be thinking about 10 years later, okay, let's see if we can try and close the gap between Xbox and PlayStation, whatever form that ends up taking, whether that's primarily console-based or just like mindshare in terms of apps and streaming. Um, and then, th- and then of course, you're going to rip this thing away from PlayStation as quick as you can. The challenge for PlayStation is to build up a competitor in that time and stop faffing around with live service games that are going nowhere like hyenas and x defiant i've not met one person that said i, ca- I can't wait i can't wait to play hyenas and i know me doing that has just killed scott but he was the closest i uh i heard to like oh i actually enjoyed this game so just played so- it on stream and it was enjoyable yeah yeah you, you said you played it on yeah, stream. Like defiant, at least but yeah, you played I mean- both on stream haven't you and i know x yeah. defiant still coming but it's been indefinitely delayed and ubisoft are struggling to get a game called uh not black sales skull and bones out at the moment so this whole live service push is going absolutely swimmingly yeah. so much money wasted so many developers laid off good job yeah. let's get back to focusing on making great games and selling them to people it's as simple as that it's but all about know, the games it? guys yeah, I need to get that on a T-shirt. You we do, can sell that you do. absolutely. Uh, Scott, how big is the gap at the moment between Xbox and Sony? Do you think big? Probably, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like... does, the, does this change? Does the acquisition sort of change the industry in terms of like how you see the hierarchy of these companies, or has it pretty much stayed the same in your opinion? Uh, I mean, Bethesda didn't change much, did it? It all, it all kind of comes down to where it goes for me. If Bethesda had like eight bangers in the tank and they just went straight onto Xbox, we'd probably be having like a different conversation. Yeah. But yeah. like Redfall was bad. Starfield was the definition mid, you know? So it's not like, you know, it's not like we're sitting here post Bethesda. I mean, like, oh, I can't believe how good Doom 3 was or whatever, you know, like, because they've just not yeah. done anything of note with them. So maybe in 10 years, you know, we'll have something good, but I mean, it's not like Activision we're putting out. We'll have, we'll have Doom Year Zero, and I'm sure it'll be fine. 
But um, because like obviously, as you know, we talked about the leaks uh, a couple of weeks back when they happened. But we basically have a general idea of what Bethesda is working on. Um, you know, Activision is just basically a Call of Duty machine. There's very little else. It's it's cooking up internally. Maybe Crash Bandicoot Five, but I don't know who's working on it because that team's old Call of Duty now. Yeah. So you know, all, like, all three teams that did the Crash Bandicoot stuff. What was it? Vicarious Visions. Vicarious Visions. Did, yeah, and yeah. Phoenix. Like Aaron Sessions did the trilogy remake, Beanox did the Crash Team Racing remake, and Toys R Us did the Spiral remake of the new game. Vicarious Visions then made Tony Hawk and were immediately put into Blizzard to help them make terrible Overwatch skins and Overwatch 2 and ports of Diablo 2 that aren't as good as the remakes of Tony Hawk. Um, and I want to say Beanox is just a part of like Infinity Ward now or something like that. So yeah. But Scott makes a good point. Like, if the Bethesda stuff was already proving fruitful, then I think we'd all be feeling a bit more um, hopeful for the Activision time. But, like, other than Hi-Fi Rush, I think it's been diminishing returns. And it's quite funny because, you know, I know what title I've got underneath my name there. But Deathloop, I don't particularly like Deathloop. I think it's very repetitive. You could argue that that's by design. But for some people, that's a 10 out of 10, and it released as a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Ghostwire Tokyo, best successful. Scott, what are your thoughts on Deathloop? I'm curious. Deathloop is a 10 out of 10 until you finish it. Okay, right. Oh, well, I was so cool about Deathloop. I mean, we're like how many years out now? Like three years, so I can kind of talk about it. Deathloop presents itself as this game where you're going through a loop and you're like finding all these different ways to take out every single member of this group. There's one way to beat that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? like, it's, it's also it's very handholdy. Yeah. If Deathloop lived up to its promise of being a game where you can like experiment and possibly find out a way to take out all eight players in one loop but do it different ways, that'd be a 10 out of 10 game. But Like a Hitman style with that? Yeah, that something, something like that, yeah. But it's just that was the way they presented it, and I think it got far on that because I think most people will probably have beaten it once and read it. I don't know, I can't speak yeah. for you know, yeah. um, every reviewer, but... Yeah, I was. Uh, that was a game that I think I got the praise until I didn't, and then. But Bethesda were putting out good games before that, you know. Activision, not like what has Activision done in the last like. Crash Four years? is a good game. Since Pro Skater One and Two came out, what has Activision done? Diablo 4, Diablo Two Remastered, which was was that not a mess? Was that not a bit of a they did Warzone. Are we not talking about Call of Duty here? But yeah, it's like it's Call of Duty though, you know? Yeah. Call yeah, of Duty yeah. is going to sell no matter how bad it is. No matter how, like, you can have a terrible Call of Duty and it'll still sell well. Even like, the one. Like Modern like, Warfare 2. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't even bother. Like, Modern yeah. Warfare 1 was great. Black Ops Cold War, Aaron seems to love. But all I, I heard when that came that out game. was people whinging that the movement wasn't the same or something like that. Even the fans of Call of Duty seem to hate Call of Duty, but it still me, sells every year. Let Vanguard me tell you about, probably did really well. You know. Let me tell you, Sorry. community, about Diablo. Uh, you know, do you know what I mean? About how much they love the game that they consistently play. Like, strangely enough, it has nothing to do with how celebrated these games. Just look at Overwatch as well. Constant mm. frustration is all I hear from Jasmine about that community as well. And guess what? These are all Activision games. So, like, at least with Bethesda, people genuinely love Deathloop. Genuinely love Starfield, Fallout Four, 
Fallout. Yeah, I mean, I even I love Fallout Four. I did. When when Bethesda got bought, I was like, I wasn't bothered about. Oh no, Bethesda's been bought. I've won like, oh no, Ed Software's been bought. Machine Games has been bought. And yeah, that's been bought, it. You know, like that was the real thing with the Bethesda one. They had so many very good studios under them, and even if you know Fallout Four and Elder Scrolls Online and Starfield are all that, you know, it's been at least it's been... they have that. While we're talking about studios, though, it's been so long now since the Call of Duty machine's been like rolling and fully absorbed. Like usually, I'd say Raven Software, what a team! But I bet if you looked at the people that worked at Raven Software, who worked on a uh, Wolfenstein uh, and a great game called Singularity, first-person shooter, it's just different—a different makeup entirely. And it honestly, it really concerns me that they've let Pete Hines go so soon as part of this deal. I imagine Todd Howard is looking at his watch now. He's thinking. I've got to make the game I always said I wanted to make, Starfield. Okay, what else have I got left to do at this company that's not Fallout and Elder Scrolls? Because let's be honest, that's all the value that you're going to squeeze out of Bethesda uh, proper. And um, so, yeah, wild toys, toys for Bob. Let's let's go through their kind of repertoire. Is that the word? Yeah. Crash Bandicoot Four, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Apparently, they worked on that. Spiral Reignited Trilogy. Um, you know, Skylanders, they had all of those. And what have they done in the last few years? Call of Duty, Call of Duty. Like, I yeah. could do the same for Vicarious Visions. I could do the same for Neversoft. I could do the same for... Raven, uh, Beanox. Raven, you know. It's... it's Like, everything I... being congealed into one franchise is like... It's like when... um EA were like, we're putting all our projects on hold so people can make Star Wars games. And then, how many of those Star Wars games actually came out? Like two, three. Yeah, it was two Battlefronts and Jedi Survivor, I think. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order, Squadrons, Squadrons as well. Yeah. And how many get cancelled? The, the the visceral one that we know about, but like how many other ones? Yeah. Yeah, I know. We'll never know. There has been so many comments in the chat since we addressed them last, so I'm going to go through some of the best ones because there was Just some. Yeah, there was some meal deal conversations there. <laughs> Jasmine joined, um, and uh, Adam uh, guessed that Jasmine is a hoisin duck enjoyer with cheese onion McCoys and a smoothie. Uh, but Jasmine uh, actually said that she is chicken and bacon and stuffing sandwich, chili heatwave Doritos, and a peach Lipton iced tea. No one can criticize me. I have the best meal deal. JD also agreed with Jasmine. Uh, Adam said that it's a solid 7 out of 10. Uh, the drink is a pure crime in Adam's view, uh, and then there was some uh, there was some um, joking about iced coffee potentially being illegal at one stage in the chat as well. Um, Don't want to live in that country. Ooh. Yeah, and then now they went into Attack on Titan. We're talking about that for a bit. Um, Lorenzo <laughs> Lorenzo uh, Vitelli was also in the chat. Hi, Lorenzo. Thanks so much for watching. Um, you said after ten years, all exclusive, probably. Um, probably. Yeah. Probably... He's talking about Call of Duty and stuff. Like, they'd yeah, be stupid absolutely. not to. In, unless Call of Duty is still selling gangbusters on PlayStation. Like, the, yeah. you got mine. The Minecraft is the sort of like example here, the one yeah. for one. They kept yeah. that on PlayStation. But then I feel like Microsoft's handling of Minecraft, it's like, here's Dungeons. Uh, yeah. It's all right. Here's yeah, this. Like, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, Minecraft has that name on it, you know? So obviously. You can put like a dungeon crawler. Okay, let's put Minecraft on it. You know, like it, and it'll do better than it would. You know, like Minecraft is the biggest game of all time, right? One Dark of... Tetris, I want to say, like the EA mobile version of Tetris. 
think they're the two biggest selling games of all time. But not GTA Five. Um, no, like Minecraft, like three hundred million I... copies, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just while you're looking at that, uh, there was also some um, Overwatch Two slander from um, Adamel about how Overwatch Two needs to get into a burning bin. Uh, JD, uh, <laughs> JD. Also, um, is it really that long? Deathloop came out in September 2021. Yeah, because that was six really? months. Or, well, nine months, I guess it would be after the PS5. Because that was going to be a launch title. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yanto, yeah. earlier it was said that Call of Duty needs feature parity across consoles, meaning that even if the PS5 has awesome features uh, that Xbox doesn't, the games won't support them, making Xbox equal. That's why uh, Breath of the Wild, like the Wii U version, was meant to have like the map on the tablet and all yeah. that. But because it was coming out on the Switch, they took all the Wii U stuff. That out. will be interesting how they deal with that. I think he's talking because I wrote up the news story earlier. I, I I know what he's talking about the his podcast appearance, and I'm pretty sure he just means from a content complete uh standpoint to so like skins. Yeah, so you won't get early access or yeah, yeah. yeah because he also yeah. spe- like obviously on Nintendo, it's not going to be able to run at 4K most likely. So yeah. Well, oh yeah, no, he did specifically say like um, outside of like yeah resolution and frame rate yeah. differences from hardware. Yeah, there you go, Yanto. Yeah, he was very specific about that. But again, as Aaron said, you can't really trust Phil Spencer as much as you can throw him because he I... did say that Bethesda um, games weren't weren't going to be exclusive. And uh, what happened? What happened? Oh, I can't remember. Was what? what I was this did, did he on? ever say that though? Did he ever specifically say all Aaron... Bethesda games won't be exclusive? Or did he well, say we will continue to support the Bethesda so... games we have already released? Because they have done that. You know, they've released Doom Eternal. They gave that a PS5 port. They, you know, I'm not like defending Phil Spencer. Sounds like you are, Scott. I've I've soured on him a bit since those emails came out where he was talking about buying Nintendo, and he's like, "Oh, Nintendo are sitting on a big pile of money, and this is my, this is my goals of businessman, like, life goal, impression. wasn't it, or something?" Yeah, yeah, like it's it, it's very against his public image. But so it's a te- it's a technicality. But I believe that if a game is announced to come to a platform and you take pre-orders for that game. <laughs> Starfield and the Elder Scrolls Six being an example, you are ripping that away from platforms by coming in and they buying that bin. They weren't announced for the platforms. Well, start. Well, Elder Scrolls Starfield and Elder Scrolls were never announced for PS Five. Well, like yeah, I get it. It sucks. It's not good. It's not like a. You they know, want to I'm, bring games to more people, Scott, is what they're saying, and they're doing that by. In know. terms of what he said, he didn't exactly lie because they did continue. But this is to where support. it's it's in that grey area that he's constantly yeah. playing around with. He knows exactly also, what he's doing. Is that you don't not a win? You is don't that think not that, a win for PlayStation? Having Starfield Starfield? not on PlayStation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially considering that, according to those emails, that Starfield was going to be PlayStation exclusive, similar to Deathloop, similar to Ghostwire Tokyo before Xbox bought them. Hence why. They ended up buying Bethesda. But that's the thing. Everything that Phil Spencer says, I know how casually he comes across, has been gone over with a fine-tooth comb by those uh, Microsoft lawyers. Mark my words. And it's a constant source of frustration to me because he gives off this appearance like, hello, fellow gamers, I'm one of you. I'm like, great. How's that working out for you? Is it resulting in great games? No. You know, Jim Ryan, for all his faults, well, no, I, well, actually, no. we can't go back. Yeah, no, I can't defend you. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you had us. Like, oh. Guys, you pulled me back from the edge. I appreciate that. I, really I was do. thinking, what's he about to say here? That was oh, that would have been hilarious. Well, that's the thing. We talked about yeah. that with just to stay on the Jim Ryan thing. It's like, yeah. 
nothing he's done has come to fruition yet. And I was yeah, thinking about yeah. this because I reviewed Spider-Man 2 this week. And a lot of like sequels in the PS5 era, God of War Ragnarok, Spider-Man 2, maybe Last of Us Part 2, even though it came at the tail end of the PS4, they're very like, it's it's what you know, but better, as opposed to this is a complete reinvention. We're trying exciting things. And I think like that's what's missing on the PlayStation side uh, yeah. uh, currently. But anyway, we're getting so far away from the original. No, no, I, I'm enjoying this. Um, I just want to go back to um, I just want to go back to when you talked about Xbox and games and PlayStation games. Where we're sitting in now, we've had Starfield, right? We've had Marvel Spider Man Two coming on Friday. You gave it a five out of five in your review, right? It's 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 one of the best games of the year. Who's in a better position? Going into twenty four with the games that we already know about, what what, uh, what who's going to have a better twenty twenty four Xbox or PlayStation? In terms of exclusives, Xbox, but that's mainly because Sony are kind of playing it close to their chest. Which okay. either they're playing it close to their chest or they just have nothing. Because like, what what is actually still coming after Spider Man? Death Stranding two, which will come to PC eventually. Second party as well. Uh, Marathon. Yep. Uh, you know, the last like of the, us multiplayer. Then, then you, then you, then you're struggling. You're struggling but to. That's from where we are now. Because going into last, going into this year, I wouldn't have told you that Nintendo has the best lineup going into this year. But they've done Mario, they've done Zelda, they've done Pikmin. You yeah. know, yeah, they've like been killing it this year. Yeah. I wouldn't have told you. I wouldn't have guessed that last year. So maybe Sony comes out next year and they've announced like, oh yeah, this is going to be. But then again, Sony do a lot of exclusivity deals, and I think that's what's kind of been carrying sony and the prestige triple a era where like all their main franchises are kind of the same thing but they've had up until recently like i think about 2017 was the year where i was like okay having a ps4 is finally worth it Mm. and that was because of persona 5 that was because of the yakuza 0 that was because of near automata games that they didn't make but they've signed deals to have exclusive now obviously like yakuza's now on Xbox, it's coming out of Game Pass. Persona's going on Game Pass. Um, so like things are a bit different. Um, mm. let me go it. through, let me go through the games that PlayStation talked about in the showcase. La- was it last month, August? Was it in August, uh, in August or September? The PlayStation, was it that like, far ago? Okay, the, the PlayStation maybe. showcase for the one with like Metal, Ge- Marathon Metal, Gear. Metal Gear, yeah, yeah that was May. That was May, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, well, that's I why there was. That- there's rumors that it could be like either end of this month or like beginning of. Oh, know, okay. Well, the, these these are the games that they talked about: Hell Divers, Ghost Runner, Phantom Blade, Sword of the Sea, The Plucky Squire, Alan Wake Two, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Dragon's Dogma Two, Marathon, Concord, Spider Man Two. So out of those, a, yeah, go on. Concord, Spider Man Two, Hell Divers, Marathon. I believe those are console exclusive. But even Hell Divers is launching PC. Phantom Blade is as well. Exclusive. Oh yeah, Phantom Blade was that really cool, like non Souls like like Elden Ringy, but also yeah. yeah, a bit of um Samurai but as well. To answer your question, like the the, the PlayStation Prestige pipeline is slowing down mm. to a crawl, and I think unless they announce Ghost of Tsushima two pronto and it releases next year, then they're in real trouble in terms of like unless they've signed a bunch of exclusivity deals, like Scott's saying. I mean, they've got Final Fantasy VII Rebirth launching as a console yeah. exclusive in February. Yeah, because it's on a leap year. It's February 29th. They've got Silent Hill. They've got Metal Gear. There's meant to be a Castlevania game coming. So you've got like the three big Konami things that are all meant to be console exclusive. Um, but but to Microsoft's credit, everything announced at its Summer Games uh, showcase, if it, 
I'm very skeptical that every game it announced that's coming out in 2024 is actually coming out in 2024. But if so, you're talking about Avowed, um, that Clockwork Revolution. Oh yeah, Fable. If that Fable, comes yeah. out, um, there's, I'm I'm a lot more excited about the like 2024 is Xbox's year to get it right and to stop the naysayers like me from constantly giving them shade about releasing no games. And when they do release games, as Scott puts it, they're very mid. Like uh, N- Nintendo has had an amazing year, amazing. Yep. Like Pikmin 4, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Tears of the Kingdom. There's so much coming out. Like, it's crazy. Um, and yet, you think that that's going to continue if Xbox bought Nintendo? Mm. Like, Nintendo doesn't need Xbox, guys. So with this acquisition, we're saying that Xbox is in a, a good a good place, right? It's going into 2024. They've got all the games. They've got Call of Duty, which might revive itself with World of Warfare 3. Like... It, could could this be could this be the time that Xbox truly takes the the crown for twenty twenty four? Is that is that what we're I, saying? I don't think this makes an effect on twenty twenty four. No, I think it's too early still. I think we'll get the next Call of Duty game and we'll get. The, but what it's all about what Activision has in the pipeline already, yeah. and the Toys for Bob just did that Crash Team Rumble. Spiral Four is probably not a thing. If everyone else is working on Call of Duty, you know, That's Tony I mean, Hawk will got... be coming. They've got nothing. Mm. Like they've got nothing in the pipeline. If you're willing, like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One Plus Two did so all right, not well by Call of Duty standards, but my God, people were talking about that game and saying what a great job they did. And then to take that team off and put them into Blizzard rather than making three plus four, which we know that they were doing because Tony Hawk's is on record as saying I was having conversations with them about it. But even then, it's kind of like okay, we're okay. That that game was good. Um, but it's, it's not new, is it? Like three plus four, it's a remaster. Why not make Apparently, a new Tony Hawk game? They were like, okay, here's we're doing three plus four, but actually we want Vicarious Visions to go help Blizzard with Diablo. And then they couldn't find a studio who were good enough to do three plus four outside of that. Because if you if you really think about the Crash remakes, how weird is it that it went from Vicarious Visions doing the remakes to Toys for then Bob, to, then to Beanox for Crash Team Racing, which still does not have a PC release. That is one of the best remakes of all time. And it's just, you know, it's going to be gone in like however many years. And then Toys for Bob did Crash 4. Like Very weird. Very weird. And now Toys for Bob were doing that weird mobile one that was alright, but it's going to be dead within a year, probably. So maybe, well, right. maybe Microsoft's going to fix all this. Maybe they're going to put the best the best... The best studios on the best games, right? That maybe, think, maybe that's what's going to happen. Let me know when that Perfect Dark remake comes out, then I'll believe you. If Microsoft's okay. next year, it's probably going to be... We'll probably see Gears. I don't know if that'll come out. Avowed will definitely come out. Clockwork Revolution will probably come out. And then we'll see what Ed Software have been up to and that mm. Indiana Jones game's going to be next year as well. The Machine Games are working on. Yeah. James so, Bond I mean, as well. Oh, that's, that's not exclusive. That's I want to act yeah. as well. Yeah. There, that's there is going to be a banger. Not there is an a, there is an absolute war in the comments around salad cream. Yeah, uh, what's happened there? I think we need to sort of clear this up. Um, Why am I involved as well? Jasmine doesn't like salad cream, and JD says that Aaron says that you said Jasmine likes salad cream. I don't know if I ever said that Jasmine likes salad cream, but, but you but like I, salad I, cream. I do remember saying that salad cream. While it's not my favorite condiment, it is the king of the condiments because you can have it with both hot food and cold food. Like you put salad cream on a salad as well yeah. as like some chips or something like that. Mayonnaise is, is where it's at for me. 
yeah I, I also enjoy salad cream on salad um particularly if you if you you get a little you you get it over the lettuce and then what happens when you put sweet corn and onion, onion crispies on it sticks to the salad cream and it, it makes it all all one you know that's where yeah, know. that's where it comes in before. um try it try it. it's really nice it, gi- it gives the sweet corn a place to bed in you know because if you just sprinkle <laughs> the sweet corn over the lettuce it just goes everywhere but i'm not the biggest the lettuce I'm not the biggest sweet corn fan anyway, unless it's on the cob oh, with no. b- melted butter on it. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, maybe onion, you know, the little onion or bacon crispies that you have for salads. Yeah, it just yeah. gives them a place to nestle on, on the salad, you know, and then you can sort of tuck into it. Uh, Aaron, uh, are you okay? Says Jasmine. Are you okay? I mean, I feel okay. I didn't know salad cream was so controversial. Uh, yeah. Adam L. Salad cream tastes worse than a nutrient slop in the Matrix. Uh, I've never tried that. So, can you send me a sample, Adam? Uh, That's, and then we'll... He's talking about the like the minerals. Yeah, I know. Eat, like, okay. what is that they're eating? Yeah, I don't I, know. Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, someone called Scott McCrae's in the chat saying, "I, I love, I, I like sriracha." Uh, thanks for that, Scott. Much appreciated. Um, Talking there, there's also more good news as well. As part of the buyout, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick is apparently planning to resign. Um, he will stay until the end of 2023 and will report to Phil Spencer to help with the transition. Uh, this is uh, courtesy of GameSpot. Um, Kotick is reported to be getting a 400 million package on the way out. We know that they've had so many problems, Activision Blizzard, with their culture. And there's been so much coming out. Do you think? Do you think that getting rid of Bobby Kotick and Microsoft taking them over will help them change the culture and potentially change? Because we've seen Call of Duty go downhill in the last few years, and maybe that's linked. We don't know, right? But will will could this could this acquisition help help with that situation? Do you think, or is it too I mean, early to tell? That's been the angle, isn't it? This the act is it's not a coincidence the acquisition was announced like a couple months after all this came out when Bobby Kotick probably would have been yeah. facing resignation. And it's an easy one for Microsoft to you know get him out, you know. Like mm. it looks good that Microsoft are like, Yeah, we're getting rid of Bobby Kotick. See you later. I don't have anything positive to say about him in any metric. Uh same. And we'll probably get demonetized if I did. So let's James just... Corden likes him. They're good oh, friends. Yeah. Telling. Telling. Yeah. Tells <laughs> you all you need to know about Bobby Kotick if uh, James Corden likes him. Can and I that, just say... That's all we can say on that subject, Aaron. <laughs> can I just say that Adam Mel in the chat says bread and butter soldiers dipped into a runny boiled egg. Yes, yes. The only the only circumstance in which you must eat a boiled egg uh, for my money. Um but no, yeah, uh, Bobby Kotek getting his golden parachute—it's what everybody else predicted. He's, yeah. he's going. Like his role was to like see this through. Glad to see the back of him, of course. Uh, yes. I'll just say he's not a nice fellow. No. Uh, despite starring in Moneyball alongside Brad Pitt, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, nice, uh, nice men, Mario seems like a nice man. So let's move on to Super Mario Bros. Wonder. And we've got uh, the new voice of him right here we on, have, on the we've podcast. Got a new voice of Mario. We can exclusively re- reveal that the voice of Mario. Do you want to do a quick uh, drum roll? Um, is not Scott McRae. Uh, 
<laughs> Super Mario Bros. Wonder Embargo, uh, review embargo dropped today, and it has been critically acclaimed. Mirror Gaming's Scott McRae gave it a 5 out of 5, saying that, simply put, thanks to the inventive gameplay tweaks and the absolutely gorgeous visuals and animation, Super Mario Bros. Wonder is the best 2D Mario since the SNES era and a strong contender for the best one yet. Uh, it's the highest rated Mario game by critics, excluding Galaxy 1 and 2 and Odyssey. Um, uh, which, uh, yeah, uh, IGN gave it a 9 out of 10, Eurogamer 5 out of 5, GameSpot 5 out of 5, Nintendo Live 9 out of 10, VGC 5 out of 5, just name a few. Scott, are you really, is it 5 out of 5? Yeah, I mean, that's a yeah. big statement. In a, in a 2023, it's all, all, already packed with 5 out of 5. Is, is this a, just another one to add to the list? Yeah, I mean... Game of the Year I'm, contender? I'm... Um, I, in terms of me, yes. Yeah. In terms of what the game awards and all that will look at, probably it won't like that. And Pikmin will probably get overlooked. Um, but you know, I, I can see it winning a couple. It's, I mean, it's for a year as good as this, it's kind of wild to think that it's going to come down to Baldur's Gate and Zelda, considering just how many good games came out. But mm-hmm. like, I'd say it's definitely up there. Um, I mean, if we're going by what a five out of five is, if it was a ten point scale, I probably would have went with a nine. I'll say that much. Um, but you know, um, it's just it's it's really good. You know, like Galaxy One and Two and Odyssey deserve to be higher rated games. I'll say, but that's just the the case of like two D Mario versus three D Mario. Like, but in terms of two D Mario, this is miles ahead of anything that's come out in the last. I don't know how long has it been, 20 years or so mm. since the Super Mario Bros. And again, like I said in the review, it's my favorite looking game of the year. Like it is, like even though it's not like, you know, hyper realistic and Mario's pores are on show, but like just looking at, if you look at that and then you look at like new Super Mario Bros, you side to side, like just the difference in like character and like, visuals is like it's night and day like mario will make a face when he crouches he'll change his expression when things happen to him as opposed to like mario you where it's just like no matter where you're at and like it it helps that it's a very good game outside of that you know like the badges are my favorite thing about the game like it's something really new for like a 2d mario to like give you these like kind of equipable um you know all these different like tools you wouldn't have before it's a shame you can't do them in co-op and choose like all of your own you have to all do the board but also i'm not the biggest co-op mario fan anyway so hmm. um how many hours that's another one of our criticisms it felt yeah, Yan- short. yanto just in the chat uh yanto how many hours gameplay for mario it felt short i don't know if it is short i got the game on a thursday and i had 100 percented it by the sunday I want to say my switch is at about 20 hours, maybe, but that, you know, that'll be up with what I've played after the fact, you know. Um, but you 100%ed it, didn't you? Like, yes, I did absolutely everything there is to do. Um, and it's like, I don't know if it's just short or if it was just me like blasting through it because I couldn't put it down. Mm. I, I would have to go and play an older one to kind of like take that measure, but it felt a bit short. Um, and like the difficulty can be a bit easy at first. Like there are some levels that will 
absolutely like take you out. Like I think the last level um is I think it took me about two hours all in all to finish. Um it, it like it goes places, you know, the difficulty does climb. But yeah, no, that that's maybe my main complaint that there wasn't enough of it, which I guess isn't really a complaint because it's yeah. better than it dragging it out, you know. Uh handheld uh, T V, yeah. yeah. Um if you have a switch OLED, handhelds and TV. If you don't have a switch OLED, probably TV is better. It depends on what your TV's like. Um but you know, it's it's gonna be hard to like battle Zelda and Baldur's Gate for like game of the year stuff this year, you know. I personally for me, it might go Pikmin, Zelda, Mario. Maybe Zelda up top, but they're all like, you know, absolute bangers this year. Oh, Street Fighter 6? Oh, just in terms of Nintendo stuff. Street Fighter oh, 6. Yeah, sorry. Okay. What it's about like, every, everybody's one, two switch? Where does that sit on your list? Um, it's, it's not fair to compare. Yeah. Um, the answer is like, much replayability? As much as 2D Mario, yeah. Um, I mean, there are some levels, obviously the Wonder Flowers are the big new thing. Yeah. And one levels that I can talk about, it's very early on, it's called like Bull Rush, um, something like that, something like Bull Rush. And when you're doing your the Wonder Flowers, a big stampede of bulls, and you get to the end of the level and they knock down the, the flagpole, which obviously you need to do to beat the level. And then you'll notice like a wee blank star or blank uh, wonder seeds so it's like there are some levels like that where there's like hidden exits or hidden um you know like hidden wonder seeds or like levels where you want to go back in and play it without the like without getting the wonder flower to see how it changes um and also you know it's a 2d mario that has co-op so when I mean, you can play it on your own and then play it um i'd rather go back and play this than you know any of the new super mario bros games I will probably play it again uh, at some point. Again, not the best Mario on the Switch, but it's the best 2D Mario since World, if not better than World. I don't know. Can I just hard say, to say. I played this at EGX this past weekend. They had a demo there where you could play the first couple of levels. And um, I, I agree with everything that Scott's like saying. I'm excited to jump in tomorrow uh, during the full release and it's kind of crazy that this is the first original 2D Mario game for 10 plus years. And I think part of that is Nintendo internally being like, well, we it's a 2D game that we brought into 3D using 3D assets. What else can we do with it? And I, I agree that the Wonder Flowers and the badge system, which I'm excited to dig, dig more into, seems to be a good spin on kind of like how you approach a game like this. Because out of all the other genres, like 2D platforming, I think, you know, unless you're incorporating Metroidvania elements in terms of pure 2D platforming, it proves a tough nut to crack. And I just think it, I, it seems like everything Scott said, um, they have cracked it. And um, I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that, you know, up until four months ago, we didn't know this game existed. It's out. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's a great quality. Take note, Bethesda. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't, <clears throat> don't talk about games that you're not ready to i'm it. yeah I'm, I'm i'm a big proponent of that because like i think we found out about resident evil 4 remake like about six months before that came out like street fighter 6 was a bit earlier than that um 
you know, Monster Hunter World was six months, Monster Hunter Rise yeah. was six months. Just you don't need to announce games like four years in advance. Look at Metroid Prime 4, you know, like you yeah. don't need that. If Nintendo had stayed quiet about Tears of the Kingdom and then revealed it like last September, you know, I think Zelda's a different beast, obviously, but like, you know, that's the best pre-orders. way to do it. Yeah. Um, and to to ask to answer Adam L's question better than Redfall, <laughs> it'd be it'd be easier for me to tell you the games that Redfall is better than. I'll be here, you know, for less. There time has been an but... update for Redfall though, so we shouldn't. Write yeah, it's got sixty FPS now, so it's the best game of the year. It's better than I don't know. <laughs> don't go that far. Don't go that far. Uh, Jasmine uh, said, "My best mate hasn't ever played a two D Mario game. Literally, so excited to get her on there. I think th- this is a great, uh, the, the gr- a great game to get her onto it, right?" Um, Jasmine also, Yanto. Uh, Jasmine, has your friend been living in North Korea? <laughs> My four year old has played a two D Mario <laughs> to multiple success. I'll leave Jasmine to answer that. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll run that just before we wrap it up. I'll see. Yeah. Is a four-year-old can play this, which is cool. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got Twelve characters, which I mean, they all play the same. But Yoshi's and Nabbit, you know, they can't get hurt. They can't. Uh, I mean, they can't use. Friends, they can't get hurt. Um, and they're like, you know, it's good for like younger players. They have different jumps and all that. And then the badge system also. So it's kind of split into like three different sections. You got like the kind of movement jump badges. So there's like grappling hook. Uh, you got the crouch jump from Super Mario 2 that lets you like jump high in the air. Then you've got like a kind of safety net one where it's like you can start a level with a mushroom or you can fall down a pit and it'll immediately bounce you out. And then there's the expert ones which are like you're invisible or you run the whole level and you can't stop or you jump the whole level and you can't stop. Mm-hmm. So there is. There is ways to make it easier or harder to, on yourself, you know. So it's not like yeah. a kind of solid, yeah. difficulty curve. And we'll finish with uh, another game of the year contender. Uh, may I present to you Kong's oh. King Kong game? That was the joke. That was the joke. <laughs> Look at this! Amazing. <clears throat> this is forty pounds, and I thought fifty-five pounds for Sonic Superstars was high, but here we are looking at this. Tell you what, this is worse than Lord of the Rings Gollum, isn't it? Can we all agree on that? I don't know because was Gollum not like broken? Gollum? You could like play it start to finish, from what I understand. Um, Look at that, the physics involved in that. Let me let's just pause it on that face, shall we? I mean, I don't I don't mean to be bad, and I say this as someone who likes Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. But the ironically, he likes yeah. It. The company is literally called Game Mill. You know, yeah, like turning them out. You know, <laughs> yeah, like... yeah. I feel like I've heard that name before. They, might... what else have they worked? They on do like the Nickelodeon kart racing games. Well, let's say they do like the Garfield lasagna party and all that stuff like that. Oh you yeah, know, they, they do, do do All Star Brawl. Yeah. Okay. They do. The I mean, Ludosity developed All Star Brawl, and they're like actually a solid. Like they made like an indie smash and all that, so they're like a solid developer. But yeah. I mean, the company is literally called Game Mill. What do you expect? They did the game, and I know Jasmine will appreciate this, Zuzu Pets. If, any, if that rings a bell oh, for okay. anybody. Yeah, I used yeah, to work yeah, in yeah. Argos back in the day. Zuzu Pets were mass- massive one Christmas, I'll tell you that. 
But yeah, the only games I've played of theirs are G.I. Joe, Operation Blackout, not good. Cobra Kai. You played that? Someone paid me money to review that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was not a lot of money, that. I'll say. Yeah, yeah. They did oh, Big yeah, Rigs yeah. Over the Road Racing, which is one of the most critically acclaimed games of all time. They did Nerf Legends, which I believe IGN awarded a 2 out of 10. But yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I think that's hey, we, it's one of the best years for video games. It is. But yep. The you know, there's going to be some. There's going to be some disappointments. The right? extra month still got a flow. That's all I'll say. Yeah, mm. uh, Yanto. I'm someone's so nan is ordering this for Christmas right now. Paul, you know what's even worse though? Someone's <laughs> nan. Someone's nan is ordering them like Redfall for Christmas. Oh no! You know, someone's yeah. nan is ordering them Starfield for Christmas. I'd rather oh, something oh, be like yeah. terrible. And it's on like, Game Pass, boring, and she doesn't you know? even know. She doesn't even know it's on Game Pass. Yeah. You know, Game Pass is Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, um, just, just, uh, just because I'm interested, just to finish the show. If we, if we've not got anywhere to be particularly, uh, game of the year right now, Aaron. Give you ten seconds. I, so I was thinking about this the other day because obviously we've given out a lot of fives this year. Yeah, uh, you know, we I have, don't yes. feel. But to Scott's point. A five-star review is not a 10 out of 10, and I maintain that. There are a couple of games yes. I would have given a nine, probably like yeah. an 8.5. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, you're going to think me crazy. <laughs> but the game I've had the best time with this year, the like just pure enjoyment, pure fantasy, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is my game of the year. I think it's a, it's a superior sequel on, on the first one in every single way. I never had any of the um, uh, technical woes that a lot of people reported yeah. on PS5. Like... I, I gave Spider-Man 2 a 5 out of 5 this week. It's very much, it's a great game, but it's the expected sequel. Star Wars Jedi Survivor took that blueprint of Fallen Order and just blew it up to an amazing scale. It made Star Wars fun again. It's the best Star Wars thing in the past couple of years as well. So wow. that's me. Uh, Jasmine's got a great point. Aaron, you would have been kicked off if this was live TV because I said 10 seconds. And Aaron, I've been thinking oh, really? about this. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. I, I don't have anywhere to be, so it's fine. You need fine. to like... Play the Oscars music when someone like talks for more than ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember Scott... when they did that to Christopher Judge? Sorry, uh, no, yeah. I remember. I do remember that actually. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, there has been a few of those, hasn't there? Um, Scott, your game of the year right now. Yanto, yeah, I like butter. And I just don't like mayo. Um, <laughs> it's between and you'll be shocked. Street Fighter Six or Pizza Tower. I don't know yet. I I probably won't decide until I'm writing my list. Yeah. But I mean, Street Fighter Six is the best fighting game of all time. Pizza Tower is an absolute banger, you know. Um, but I mean, Zelda's up there. Pikmin's up there. We've still got Alan Wake, Mario RPG, WarioWare, Yakuza, or Like a Dragon Gaiden. We've still got Persona Five Tactica. We're st- we're not done yet. Nama, 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 yama, yama. We're not done yet. Twenty twenty three is still a year. We've still got a Pretty couple good. months to go. Uh, Scott, congratulations! You have won the best meal deal choice in the poll. Twelve votes, forty one percent. Forty one percent. Brian was. Asda, because I don't, because you don't need to get a, a sandwich. You can just get like two snacks and a drink, or three drinks, or something like that. Aaron or is next Subway. with thirty-three percent, and uh, Nathan is at the bottom with twenty-five percent. Oh, it's just it's like party animals, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, oh, Scott, don't. How dare you? I'll be, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'd, I'd like to. Can we put me on full screen uh, here for a second? I like to make an announcement. Full screen. Yeah, full You're screen. Me. Fan, me, give me two seconds. Uh, I'm trying not to kick you. Hold on, one sec. 
that's, 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 that's Star Wars Jedi Survivor is a pretty good game. There you go. So I'd like to make an announcement uh, as your reigning and defending party animal champion. I'm announcing my retirement from party. <laughs> oh, here we go. Because Nathan can't handle it anymore. His mental health is down the drain. He's struggling. I can't do it to him in good conscience anymore. So I'm I'm retiring as party animals champion, undefeated. You heard it here first. Uh, all, all I'll say is that someone who retires at the top uh, is uh, just a coward. Uh, I'm not um, going out my back. Uh, Jasmine says, uh, I want it on record that I told Aaron this weekend that I disagreed with his five stars on Star Wars. And now look what he's saying. Can't believe this. Uh, I mean, I, I told Aaron on record I disagree with all of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, but yeah, well. I mean, in fairness, I played I played the PC version of Star Wars and I never finished it, so maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, um... the only one maybe I shouldn't say is the only thing that maybe I, I, I look back negatively on is Diablo Four because of the post-launch stuff. Yeah, but, like yeah, I'm yeah. not the only one who gave that. Full yeah, mark, that's that's a weird one. I think a lot there was somewhere maybe it was VG twenty four seven. Maybe someone made a review and it was like, I like this. But considering what Blizzard does to every single one of their games, I'm about yeah, yeah, that's fair. So. That's fair. We always say that with the the FIFA and EA FC games. Mm-hmm. Let's wait and see what the first few patches do because they ultimately change the game and make it a different game. Can, can uh, I say as well? It's kind of crazy. Sorry, Nathan. I know we're trying to wrap this up, but Scott and me both agree that Resident Evil Four is a banger, and the fact that that's not even in contention yeah. game of the year is absolutely insane it One almost feels like i can't time. even remember it being 2023 when that came out it's mad dead space came out January. this year <laughs> yeah yeah i fight rush came out this year well i fight rush was good not get hasty. Oh, maybe not hasty. maybe not america gaming five stars but i fight rush was good <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I-, I will let everyone know on the podcast live that um, we will be doing another party animal stream at some point. Not this week, maybe not next week, but we will. And I guarantee Scott will be involved. Uh, so... Hopefully, my internet connection gets better that time. Oh, yes. he did it again. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll be playing it on my Steam Deck. It was literally like every five seconds the character was doing this. Uh, you have been like yeah. practicing on it. I haven't played it other than the stream. I-, I haven't. Pra- I, I played the I. tutorial right before that stream. What do you want? <laughs> you just told me you were playing your Steam lies. Deck. Nathan's no, I said maybe I will week. for the next stream. No, I haven't no, got no. time to play it all week, Scott. I, I can tell gets... you now, honestly. Um, Ain't nobody got time for that. If you want to watch the, our party animal streams, get subscribed, get the bell notifications on because we will be doing that in the uh, in the near future. But Friday we'll be doing a uh, Spider-Man stream, so get in tune for that. And we'll also potentially be doing a Super Mario Bros. Wonder stream as well, depending on what's going on as well. Um, but I think that's it for this week's Mirror Game Walkthrough. Thank you so much for joining us, Aaron, Scott, uh, this week. We'll see you in the next podcast, which is next Wednesday at 4 p.m., as always. Uh, and we'll be debating that week's biggest topics. Who knows what's going to happen over the next week? That is the beauty of the industry we live in. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that's all for us today. Uh, Aaron, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, anything me, you want? Mario. Aaron, do you want to do a, a sign-off as well? Uh, yeah, I do. BLT for life. All right. There we go. BLT for life. There we go. There we go. Thank you, everyone. Oh, wait. Goku. Goku. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Just want to shout out everyone uh, who were in the comments today. Yanto, Jasmine, uh, JD, Adam L, uh, Scott McRae did have one comment as well. Uh, We had Lorenzo. Lorenzo. 
Uh, we had at the start, did we have another one? We had Conor, Conor O'Neill as well, tuned we in. Uh, yeah, Yanto guys. as well. Yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next week on the Mirror Game Walkthrough. Have a great week, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.